In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. And you made this... What is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by my guys, Dion Franklin, BJ Johnson. Say hello to the people. What's going on, everybody? Quick reminder to follow us on social media at Podcast and interact with us. Let us know what you think. So today, we got a lot to talk about today. As promised last week, we're going to talk about, or give you guys our full midseason power rankings. We were going to rank every single team from 1 to 30, as we think they stand right now, halfway through the season. And I can already tell you guys, a few of mine might surprise you. So, excited for that. Okay, can't wait. Two years ago this week... We lost Kobe Bryant, so today we're also going to be talking about Kobe Bryant a little bit, reflecting on him and his legacy. Can't let this time of the year pass without giving Kobe his due, so we'll talk a little bit about him today. we got to talk about the Hawks. Last time I checked, they won six straight. Seven. Seven straight. And they lost the last one. Breaking news. They won seven (laughs) straight. So what's good with the Hawks? Have they turned a corner? Can they come back into form? talking about that today and of course we have our five games of the week i'm trying to make ground on these two i've been doing my research i was on (laughs) lotosportsbook.com looking at the lines doing my research i'm not confident about my picks this week so we got all that for you guys today but first you guys already know how it works we got some awards to give out hooper of the week good hustle award BJ, take it away with your Hooper of the Week. Uh, Hooper of the Week, I got to give it to a story that has um, been quiet the last couple of weeks, but Ioka Lee, um, Kansas State women's college basketball player, put up 61 Jeez. in a game. And I think that's the most in women's basketball history. Um, she was 23 for 30 from the field. She didn't Absolutely. even shoot a three. Yeah, I'm talking like she was barbecue chicken all down there in the lane, got him the hard way. But 61, she made it look easy. I'm surprised more people are not talking about this, but she just, I guess it was like, oh, this is every day for her. So, you know, Ioka Lee, a uh, good hooper. Then I have a second one. A man by the name of Odell Beckham Jr. 
So people thought he was washed, and that's because his quarterback was so bad. Like, his quarterback was that bad, he made Odell Beckham look trash. 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 He made OBJ look like, you know, my man needs to just go sit down and play, you know, flag football at one point. But (laughs) he joins the Rams midseason, puts up all kinds of numbers. I think he caught more touchdowns with the Rams in, like, the last five or six games than he did in two years in Cleveland combined. Unreal stat. But after they beat the Niners this past Saturday at NFC Championship, or Sunday, sorry, he he left his team's huddle to go console and congratulate Debo Samuel for the 49ers. And Debo Samuel left it all out there on the field. He was heartbroken because he thought they really had a shot. And OBJ just came around him, gave him a hug, and let him know how proud he was of him, just like good sportsmanship. And people tried to call OBJ selfish, washed, and here he is yet again helping the Rams but also helping out another fellow player who he just competed against. So OBJ also has to be a hoop for me. For sure. Yeah, not only does he have more touchdowns on the Rams in half a season than he had his entire time at the Browns, he himself has more touchdowns than all of the rest of the Browns wide receivers put together. I I mean, from the outside looking in, it looked like, (laughs) oh, here's another diva wide receiver. Oh, he's throwing a fit and wants to get out of Cleveland. But he was right. Baker Mayfield is trash. Bute. They were he was wasted away. And then they can't stop raving about him in LA. While they say, Oh man, what an unselfish guy, what a great teammate, what a hard worker. So I mean, he, he was right. That's that's a good pick. Dion. All right. So this week I'm happy to announce the good Hooper, um, Hooper of the Week, because this is a team that I had no idea. They were this good on defense, and I'm probably 100% sure that you guys don't even know who this team is, Uh, but they were first on defense for the month of January, and this is the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks. Mm -hmm. How? I don't understand. (laughs) Who do we have that plays defense? Like, I'm the first one to tell you guys, like, we don't have that many good defensive players, but apparently – Apparently, we are fifth in defense overall for the season, uh, and we don't have a true defensive player. And don't jump on Chris Stapp's Porzingis. <laughs> apparently so. Like I don't. I'm I, just kidding. That that dude probably gets dunked on more than any other seven footer in the league. That's facts. I don't know if like Dorian Finley Smith or like Tim Hardaway. I don't. I don't know. But apparently, they've been turning on a new leaf, and they are the best defense for the last month. So. They have to be my Hoopers of the Week, my favorite team, and let's get it. Yeah, they're hot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luca's balling. Yeah, ever since Luca came back, they're a whole other animal. Mm-hmm. It's a good pick. It is with enormous pleasure <laughs> that I give this good Hooper of the Week award <laughs> to my man, Jason Tatum. I knew. <laughs> hey, Jason what? Tatum. Having a rough year was cold, but my man is back from the dead in the last, and he is scorching hot right now. I'd like him to be a little bit more consistent, but I mean, it's hard to complain when he's up. Last four games, Jason Tatum is averaging 36 points a game, seven rebounds, six assists, hitting five and a half threes, and is shooting 57% from the field, 45% from three, and 94% from the line. Okay. He is scorching hot right now. 
And the Celtics are playing much better as a result. I'd like to think that the, I'd like to see the Celtics be able to pick him up instead of him having to pick the Celtics up. (laughs) I mean, when he's hot, it works. So, I mean, it's a, it's a short-term solution to a long-term problem. Jason Tatum lighting it up. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to ignore that. He's, he's killing dudes right now. So Jason Tatum, Hooper of the week. Gotta love it. Can't complain. Wow. That's a first from Dion. I mean, 36 points a game. Like, it's hard to it's hard to argue that. Dion's usual hit list is Jazz first and foremost, always. And then Jason Tatum. Right oh, trust after me, that. There, there'll be there'll be some Boston slander in this episode. Don't worry. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> I wish I could disagree with you. Well, now that they're playing better, maybe I'll disagree with you. But probably not. <laughs> also, got to give a bonus super good Hooper to the goat Tom Brady announcing his retirement today, and as a result. I am also announcing my retirement from everything because I cannot go on without him. No, I'm just kidding, but Tom Brady, my my absolute favorite athlete of all time. So keep me in your prayers. I don't know what I'm going to do without him. So got to give a shout out to Tom Brady. I'm not okay. All right. Let's get negative, shall we? Um, I have a couple good hustle awards. And the first... It is also with great pleasure that I give this good hustle award to the Los Angeles Lakers. So this story came out, I think yesterday that the Los Angeles Lakers have revoked the season tickets for Jerry West. (laughs) This has to be a joke. This is the logo we're talking about. Maybe the most impactful Laker you could argue of all time. Back when the Lakers moved to LA from Minneapolis, Jerry West was the draw. He is the foundation that the current Lakers are built upon. And my man can't get season tickets. They took them away. What? You have 20,000 seats in that building and you can't reserve one for the logo. <laughs> Lakers, come on. Your greed knows no bounds. And Jerry West is hurt. He has said that his differences with the Lakers cannot be reconciled. What are these? So, what are they mad about that he helped the Clippers? What are we doing? This is the logo. You got to give my man some seats. You guys haven't even been that good this year. And you're not letting the logo into the building? You are killing me with that. So yeah. Lakers, good hustle out there. He's not even the only person that, that that happened to this past month. Like John Stockton got his tickets, his season tickets suspended from Gonzaga games. Like what? Are you kidding? What are you oh, talking yeah. about? That's a that's disrespectful. A yeah, it's like some Gen Z kid who doesn't know who these guys are in charge of ticketing now. What are we ta- <laughs> What are we talking about? The so Lakers is very stupid. It's about vaccine stuff, so it's really yep. stupid. Oh, my hell. What are we talking <laughs> about? So, so throw Gonzaga in there, too. Good hustle to you, too. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> Come on. Stockton? John Stockton went to Gonzaga way before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga was not a powerhouse in the 70s and 80s. Like, Come on. <laughs> See, you guys are killing me with this. Oh. You have 20,000 seats. Free Jerry West and free John Stockton. Get them in the building. You should be lucky that you have an NBA legend that's a part of your organization that still wants to be involved. Exactly. A lot of teams would kill for that. Kill for that. So, I mean, Lakers. 
Come on now. <laughs> Good hustle out there. And I have another one. Let's um, go. And it's got to come from the one who is the most objective about LeBron James out of this group. But this is ridiculous. This is getting out of hand. So Josh Smith, Jay Smooth, former member of the Hawks back in the day. By back in the day, I mean like 10 years ago, early 2000. (laughs) I was about to say. (laughs) Had the nerve to say that LeBron James could not have played in his era. And there are so many layers to this. Because first of all, Josh Smith, you had no era. You barely made a few all-star games. That's somebody else's era. (laughs) And the second problem is... LeBron James was drafted several years before you. (laughs) Your era. What are you talking about? Third of all, I do not root for for LeBron. I've rooted against LeBron my entire life. He's always on a team that I just cannot support. But I am so sick and tired of hearing this. LeBron James couldn't have played in X era. My man is 6'9", built like a tank, played tight end in high school, was a standout football star as well as basketball. You're trying to tell me if he went back to the 80s, he wouldn't have lowered his head and pushed dudes out of the way? Come on, man. That is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. Yes, he flops. Yes, he looks for calls. So does every other star in the NBA today. That doesn't mean he couldn't have played in the 80s and 90s and 70s. He would have dominated that era probably even worse than this era. I'm sick of hearing that argument. It is so unintelligent. Mm -hmm. Sick of it. This is coming from the LeBron, not hater. I'm, I feel like I'm fairly objective about LeBron, but I'm so sick of that argument. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's a guy who is just as athletic as MJ, but three inches taller and about 40 pounds heavier. Yeah, he couldn't have played in that era. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, here with that. Josh Smith, good hustle, man. That is the stupidest thing I've ever they, heard. It's so stupid because, like, that's so funny. They played the same era. Like, he didn't make it to like the finals because of LeBron James. Like, he lost in the playoffs because of LeBron James. So, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? His era. What? <laughs> First of all, that's LeBron's era. You played in LeBron's era. Second exactly. of all, it's the same era, regardless. So, what? 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 I, I just that level of on a whole other rate. level. Yeah. So I realize you came level. straight out of high school. No college education, but I mean, you got to get some at least like dates right. Okay, you need to line some shit up. So Josh Smith, good hustle out there. Dion, who's hustling? All right. So the NBA game time app just started a new thing where they just have this feature on the app where you can just watch the crunch time of every game. They jump back and forth, kind of like NFL Red Zone. And... I am confused. I don't. First off, <laughs> why was this not a thing before? Why did they wait to 2022 to do this? And second of all, out of all the words that exist in the English dictionary, in the world's dictionary, how could they not come up with a better name than NBA Red Zone? <laughs> That's Are you kidding me? There's no so way you're joking. NBA Crunch Time. You could have called it anything. <laughs> NBA Flash. You're, I don't give a fuck. You're, Why you're do you joking. call it the same as the NFL? NBA Red Zone. <laughs> what the, there's no red zone in the NBA, first off. And why do you copy the name of something that already exists? That's just stupid. <laughs> Who came up with this? Who's in charge of this? I have not heard of this. This is hilarious. Mean <laughs> NBA Red Zone. <laughs> Who's on their marketing communication? That's what I'm saying. Like, are you kidding me right now? 
Yeah, like you said, how did crunch time not have, if you gave it thirty seconds of thought? How did crunch like, time oh, not, NBA crunch not come across? I don't, I what? don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I don't think it still is up yet. So I'm hoping they can change the name. Yeah, but that's where they're going with for now. So now, I am so stupid. Yeah. Highly confused. Roger Goodell coming out with the NFL Half Court app next year. <laughs> <laughs> NFL Half Court. What? Jeez. Exactly. Jeez, people. <laughs> that it's is like, hilarious. NBA <laughs> red zone. Oh, oh, okay. They changed it <laughs> one day ago. Called it, it NBA take long. time. Shocker. <laughs> oh, Literally, nobody asked us. We came up with that solution in about <laughs> Two seconds. four seconds. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, just sneak. You could sneeze quicker. I don't know. At least they yeah. took their L and moved on. Unbelievable. Love it. So dumb. <laughs> DJ who's hustling. <laughs> that's a good with the eye. That's that's really funny. Um piggybacking off of a good hooper that was given out to the GOAT Tom Brady on Nasa retirement. And there's no argument there. He is the GOAT, so I don't even want to hear anything else about that. I gotta give a good hustle to my boy Shefty. Adam Schefter. Adam <laughs> Schefter was a little bit excited, I believe. Was this Friday? Friday uh, at some point? Breaking news across the ticker on ESPN, Tom Brady announces retirement. But then, you know, a short hour later, there's conflicting reports. Hold up. Tom Brady Sr. says, Tom ain't said nothing like this. The Bucks front office, Tom hasn't <laughs> even spoken to us. Tom Brady himself, I'm not ready to retire yet. So yet again, my boy Adam Schefter just could not wait to hit sin on his phone. This is a guy who has had some terrible breaking stories. I think three years ago, he announced Andrew Luck's retirement before Andrew Luck re- announced it. And Andrew Luck was on the field of a preseason game and got booed off the field because <laughs> Adam Schefter broke the story. And yet again, yet Tom Brady did retire, but that was actually that Adam Schefter tried to get ahead of it and again made himself just look like a thirsty Reported sometimes Shefty hits the mark, but that's very few and far between. So Shefty, let the goat go out on goat terms. Back up, son. Good hustle. <laughs> There's never been an incident of somebody trying to steal somebody else's thunder than this. Oh my god! Come on, man. Like, why do you no. need to break it before him? Just for it's some Tom Brady. You just messed up the greatest retirement of all time. Yeah, I, I know. You just messed, and it I'm up. angry about it. Yeah. It could have been so beautiful, and he just had to ruin it. Yeah, you, you can't play with people's emotions room, like that. Because you got some people thinking like, oh, no, he might come back. Tom's like, nah, I just wanted to say it myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm I done. love Tom Brady <laughs> walking it back and not letting him steal his thunder. Be like, nope, that's inaccurate. I'll announce it in two days when I'm ready. <laughs> in two days. Yeah, like, back up. FD <laughs> had to apologize and everything. Like, he was right, but Tom Brady was not going to let him steal his thunder. So mm-hmm. good on him for that. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. That being said, let's give two years ago, Tom, Kobe Bryant died tragically. One of those things that I think all of us remember where we were when we first heard the news. And with that being said, let's let's just take a minute and talk about Kobe Bryant for just a sec. So first thing I, I want us to kind of reflect on is what do you think Kobe Bryant, two years after he passed, what do you think his impact is on the league today? What do, you, what do you think, Dion? I mean, Kobe's been such an influential person in the game today because <clears throat> you can see it. Like, on the, the players, 
learn from him. They study him. They study his game. And even when he was still here with us, he would work individually with all these players. And like, for example, Jason Tatum, like you can see the moves in him that were in Kobe, not as, not to the same extent, but like there's some resemblance there. So you can see how he has impacted the game to so like to a whole different level. Like my mentality is for a reason because it's not giving up and you can see these players embodying that and trying to keep the name of Kobe alive even after he's passed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was the point I was going to make is, I mean, there's his general legacy, which is, you know, cannot be overstated, but then there's his legacy with specific players of guys that he worked with. Yeah. And you can see it in their game. You mentioned Jason Tatum, Devin Booker worked with him heavily, Bradley Beal, like you can see Kobe's game in these guys and Kobe did so much to pass on his wisdom and his game to the next generation. He went out of his way to try and mentor young guys in the league, not just in basketball, but in life, you know, finances, work Mm -hmm. ethic, working out, taking care of your body, you know, what to do in the off season, all of these things that, and he has no personal connection to any of those three guys I mentioned and countless others at all. None of them were involved with the Lakers in any way. None of them knew him personally or anything, but my guess is they just asked, like, hey, Kobe, you know, can I be willing to show me a few things? And he was just all about that. Mm-hmm. So huge footprints. DJ? Yeah, I'll piggyback off of you guys. Like 100% the same thing. Um, I think Kobe's mentorship is pretty much his lasting impact on the game that you can see. Um, I know a lot of guys used to get invited to the Mamba Sports Academy when Kobe uh, passed away. And he would, like, invite them all to come work out. Like you guys said, uh, Jason Tatum, obviously. Devin Booker, which you can see a lot of that in his game. Uh, I think Westbrook and Kobe became really close from battling out uh, OKC versus Laker days. I know Giannis got close with Kobe before he passed away, too. He used to challenge him, win MVP, win a title, and Giannis kind of followed suit. Um, Paul George, all these guys. Um, But I think all these dudes take inspiration from Kobe because Kobe's door started to open as he got older. Kobe started to mentor more. And then, like, these guys just learn from him. And you can still see it today. And I think not only in the men's game, but I think Kobe was elevating the WNBA and the women's game as a whole, bringing more notoriety to it. And I think that will always be, you know, his lasting impact is bridging the gaps between not only the male game, but the female game and kind of putting them both on display. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Kobe definitely made it cool to like the WNBA. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of stars supported now, but I think Kobe Bryant was one of the first to really throw his support behind the WNBA, sit courtside, you know, talk to the players, shout them out on social media, all that kind of stuff. So definitely true. Yeah. So then really quick, let's talk about – what Kobe, what Kobe Bryant and the Mamba mentality meant to us personally. And um, for me, Kobe Bryant embodies, like he's such an inspiration to everybody. But Kobe Bryant and the Mamba mentality, to me, to speak to what a person can become if they want to. It's easy to look at Kobe Bryant's natural talent 
of you know the top high school prospect in the country and his elite athleticism and all of those things and kind of miss what made Kobe Bryant great. And what I think a lot of people don't understand is that the Mamba mentality is so much more than basketball. Oh, preach. The Mamba mentality mm-hmm. to me speaks to becoming a much more complete person. And I think that's what Kobe Bryant's impact is to me of yes, his game grew, his game evolved. Um, but so much more than his game. You look at Kobe Bryant early in his career, and one of the biggest knocks on him was that he was spoiled. He was selfish. He was about himself. He didn't care about other people. You know, there was this whole, you know, Colorado incident, which was, you know, probably just a really bad look. But still, you know, Kobe was selfish in what he did. But then you look at Kobe at the end of his career, and he could not be more different, unselfish, selfless, helping other people, looking out for other people, incredibly hard worker, you know, really going out of his way to uplift other people. And that's what the mama mentality is really about. It's about how do I maximize my potential as a person? And it's not just about being in the gym and working on your basketball game. It's about life lessons and becoming a more complete person. And so that's, that's what it means to me. You could not have said that any, any more perfect, perfectly in my opinion, because that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, I've always, I'm not afraid to say, it, I always despised Kobe when he, was in, when he was a player. I hated him. He was like the counterpart to LeBron. Everybody, every argument was that. But he brought such an impact to the game and to out off the court, like you said, that it's just just looking at him as an example that can help you grow as a person, like you said. Not stopping, not not being satisfied. That's what the mama mentality means to me. Not not being satisfied with where you're at, but just keep trying to get better day after day. Like all the stories you hear from Kobe, those are insane. But that's what made him so special and what helped him deliver this message, whether he did so intentionally or unintentionally. But he just changed so many lives. He's just, he's just a great person. And we'll always remember him and the mama mentality forever. Yeah, absolutely. Going along with that, before I get your thoughts, VJ, it seems appropriate since we're talking, you know, mentioned Tom Brady and he just retired. Tom Brady had a similar trajectory of Tom Brady, you know, early in his career, had won MVPs, had won Super Bowls, but there came a time in his career where he said, what I've done in the past isn't enough, and he dedicated himself to his craft. This is where all the weird dietary rules and avocado ice cream, you know, comes from, but people forget that all of that and the, you know, you're going to have to give your life to beat me because I've given my life to beat you, you know, method comes from, but people forget that only came after Super Bowls and after Tom Brady had already won MVPs and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's the same with Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was a multiple time all-star, you know, before he really dedicated himself and buckled down and really implemented the Mamba mentality. So it's also an example of 
what got you here will not get you there. Sorry, side, side note, just something I was thinking of when Dion was talking. What do you think, B? Yeah, I mean, you guys, again, like, kind of took a lot of the words out of my mouth. But, um, you know, a lot of people, not just basketball fans, basketball players, were sad when Kobe died because, like Taylor said, the my mentality isn't just applicable to basketball. It's applicable to life in general. And I think it's a way of thinking, you know, that symbolizes how to maximize all that you have and how to keep pushing. And then, like, on the days where you don't have much left in the tank, like, find 5% more from somewhere. And I think that's a lot of what Kobe instilled in not only today's generation of athletes, but the kids who are going to come up in the future. Because if you watch some of these tapes on Kobe, it's just, like, unreal. The guy breaks his finger, um, comes back, and he just tapes it up, comes back in the game, tears the Achilles, goes to the free throw line, like, Mm -hmm. you know, tries to will his team in there. Um, And I think what you can see with Kobe is that, you know, you have to embrace the grind. Like, you you can't just wake up and expect to have results. Like, you got to – it's beauty in the struggle. And I think that's Kobe's, like – that's the mob mentality is, like, you have to be willing to embrace the ugliness and then, like, find, you know, those obstacles and challenges. You got to use those to help you grow. And I think for me personally, like, I probably – I spam – my Instagram timeline with Kobe posts, Kobe quotes, like almost every other day, just because like randomly, like when I'm down, I'm like, okay, you know, what would Kobe do? Sometimes I'll apply it to, man, I didn't have a good day, but I got to be better than I was yesterday. And that's because like, I'll just hear what Kobe, you know, some of the, I listen to Kobe stuff almost every day. So his impact on me is tenfold. And I know like, it'll keep being that way even more. So now that I don't get to hear you know, new things that he says because he's not here anymore. Yeah, 100%. Like, to me, it just says, you know, the mama mentality, I would sum it up as self-mastery to in, to get what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. It's not about just being in the gym. It's not about working out. It's not about the physical. It's not about even about basketball. It's about having self-discipline so that you can achieve your goals. How do I master myself so that I can become a more complete person so that that person can achieve what they want. And so definitely a method that is still with us. And I'm glad that, you know, he wrote his book when he did. And I think it's telling that Kobe also wasn't going around and bragging be like, Oh yeah, I'm built different. It's that Mamba mentality. It's more like, people only really realized what type of person he was or at least I did when he died and everyone else was telling stories about him yes sir B. of like yeah BJ holding up the book but it's <laughs> like it wasn't coming from Kobe himself yeah he wrote the book but people didn't understand the type of person Kobe Bryant was until all these people came out of the woodwork after he died and were telling their Kobe stories of like, yeah, I woke up to get a workout and at 6.30, there was Kobe drenched in sweat, already iced up, having gotten his workout in on two hours of sleep, you know. But it wasn't him bragging about that. It was other people who he inspired. So mm-hmm. definitely gone, definitely not forgotten. So I was going to take a take a moment to talk about Kobe this time of year. Yep. But all right, let's talk about 
the Atlanta Hawks for a second, shall we? Seems like a strange transition, but <laughs> but here we go. The Atlanta Hawks, winners of seven straight at one point. Just straight up, like BJ, have they turned a corner? Have they found something that's going to carry on through the season, or is it just a blip? I'm going to lie. Um, I think it's a blip. Even though last time around this year was exactly when they turned it around, they got Nate McMillan, the coach, and every, he flipped everything around. They were playing better defense. Trey Young looked like the second coming of Chris Paul out there at times. But I don't think this is going to last just because the East has gotten, I don't know how, just so much better. Um, the Hornets, the Cavs, the Bulls, you look at those teams, they've all put themselves in there. 76ers are still balling. Um, Miami is in there, obviously, Brooklyn. Um, and I think another thing is the Hawks aren't necessarily playing better defense. They're still outscoring people. I don't think that's, gonna, that's not sustainable to just keep outscoring people. Um, and I think they messed up when they put John Collins in trade talks. I think for Ben Simmons, they tried to say, oh, we'll, we'll throw in John Collins. I think that kind of hurt John Collins' confidence. And he hasn't played of great as good as of late because of that. But I do not think this is like a turn of the corner for the Hawks. Yeah. Fair. Um, this is a team that is really up and down. I still I, I, I too am shaky when saying they turned a corner. I want to say they did because they were one of my favorite teams before the season. Uh, but they have to tighten up that defense. They just need to mm-hmm. because they had two losing streaks of f- more than five games this year. That cannot happen for a team that has playoff aspirations, not even championship aspir- aspirations. Uh, but this seven-game win streak showed me a little something, uh, even because they were mostly without Capella for it. I think he was out for a few of those games, uh, which did not – it was like a knock on their defense because that's one of their best defensive players. Uh, but their offense is insane. They're second offensively in the league right now, uh, which is what is allowing them to win these games. They scored like 120 points a game, apparently. Uh, but like you said, V, this is the period where they turned it up last year, and I'm hoping that they are turning it up again. So I want to yeah. say – I'm going to go ahead and say they turned the corner. Uh, I'm probably going to be let down, but I feel like they turned a the corner. Not mad at that. I'm mad at that. Interesting. Um, I'm going to say I'm with VJ. I don't think they have turned a corner. Uh, yeah, they're hot right now. Yeah, they can outscore some teams, but I don't think they've solved their issues on defense. Clint Capella or no Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. John Collins has to play better. He's still – they still need a lot more from him. They need a lot more from their other young guys like Herder and Hunter. Um, so I don't think they have turned a corner. They're hot right now. They're getting bodies back. And yeah. so they could. But even though they're playing well right now, I don't see their fundamental issues being addressed. Fair. So. Especially the John Collins one. You guys hit, hit it right in the head. Especially UV when you said that uh, the trade talk kind of shook his confidence because – I don't see how a player so talented that showed us so much last season in the playoffs oh, yeah. can go yeah. games like being completely absent from the court. Like last especially game. when especially when his game is not offensive based. Exactly. It's not like a exactly. shooter who's got effort. Yeah. Like yeah. there, there's no way he's not a double double machine. He should be at least he should be. at the very minimum, very minimum. 
like a 20 and 10 or 15 and 10. Yeah, and that's a very you can't go games yeah. where you have six points and seven rebounds like like yesterday. That's insane. Like for a player of that caliber, there's no way in hell that that could happen. And I'm sorry. That is just mind boggling to me how that happens. That's facts. Especially with Trey Young. Like mm-hmm. Trey Young is really good, but he hucks up shots. Those rebounds are there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if, if you work hard enough for it, you yeah. will get offensive get rebounds and you mm-hmm. will get points. Like there, mm-hmm. it's there. So I, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to assassinate his character, but what other thing could it be than just an effort problem for the way he plays? Mm-hmm. You know, what else could it be? Maybe the effort and confidence. That's all. That's all could be. I don't know. But mm-hmm. what what else could it be? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But apparently, like. Even Bovada had got some confidence in them because they had they have them like going up in the rankings, finishing ninth in the in the East. So they will make at least a play in tournament according to them. So you know, ninth is fair. Yeah, I with ninth. Yeah, they were they were like fourth, like thirteenth, like two weeks ago. <laughs> That's insane to me. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. They're like right behind the Celtics now. I think as long as they're not in front of them. <laughs> okay, then. So with that being said. Not will they. Is there a chance, BJ? Is there a chance that the Hawks make another run in the playoffs like they did last year? If I'm being honest, which I wasn't, I would say no. I don't think they're not not of getting as far as they did last year, just because I think that, like I said before, the East is a lot more competitive now. Um, I think there's at least three three new teams in the hunt. Like I said, with the uh, Hornets, Cavs, and Bulls, that weren't as interesting last year. And then you still have your powerhouses at the top. And I just feel like all we're saying defensively that that alone, that weakness alone is enough to get you beat in a seven-game series, which I feel like. So as much as I – because I did want the Hawks to just ride that momentum. I'm not sure if this season, without making some kind of move, that they're going to be able to go as far as they did last year. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I'm not even thinking Eastern Conference finals again. I'm thinking, can they win a playoff series? Is there even a chance? And honestly, as currently constituted, no. If they make a move, maybe. But no, I think they lose to any team at the top of the East in a playoff series. They would have to make a serious surge into like the fifth or the fourth seed to have a shot in my mind. And I don't see them doing that. Deon, are you giving them a chance? Oh, you know I'm giving them a chance. You know I'm giving them a chance. The the (laughs) reason why is what Trey Young said at the beginning of the season. If they make the playoffs, they could be dangerous because he's like, I have no motivation to play regular season. So when it comes to the playoff time, I feel like he has another gear that he could kick it to. Uh, But they do need to, like, rise up in the rankings because 10th is not going to be – because they're going to have to play playing games against the Hornets right now and then win a series after that. So it's going to be hard, but I say there's a chance. I feel like there's a chance because even like even then, like we're talking about teams that are separated by two or three games. Like they can go on a streak and make it to six right now. Like they're they're that close. Every team is that close in the in the East. So I feel like there's always a chance. Yeah, I, I appreciate your optimism, Dion. But <laughs> to me, it doesn't bode well that they just went on a seventh game, seven game winning streak, and they're just now at five hundred. 
they're not even at 500. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're still below 500. <laughs> so they, they have dug themselves a hole. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even though we're disagreeing on if they could, it sounds like we're all in agreement that for them to do that, they would have to get to at least the fifth seed. Yeah. And I think they've just dug themselves a hole too deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there's no shot. Very f- the Bulls or the Sixers or the Heat right now. Yeah, in the East, there are very few off nights. You only mm-hmm. play the Magic and the Pistons twice each. So yeah. Everybody not, else is not right there. Off nights. Yeah, I mean, even the Pacers have been playing better. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not many off nights. Without their players. Like, they don't have Brogdon or Turner or Sabonis. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, know how they, they win. The Pacers yet. haven't been great, but, well, we'll talk about them. We'll yeah, talk about it. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about all these teams. Not, not a lot off nights. It is going to be really hard to make a big push to climb. They can hang in there, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're climbing into that fifth seed. So with that being said, let's go ahead and give our full midseason power rankings. So it's important to note that this is not a prediction of where we think teams will finish necessarily. Mm-hmm. This is where... We think everybody is right now. These are our power rankings. So if I was predicting where I thought a team would finish, it might look a little different. But with that being said, I'm going to shock everybody. (laughs) At number 30, I have the magic. Absolute dumpster fire. Complete off night for most teams, unless you're the Celtics or Sixers and they take it over time. (laughs) The magic are just a free win right now. And that's not really their fault, per se. They are playing hard. They haven't given up, so props to them for that. But they're just not very good. Extremely young, extremely undisciplined. Don't play smart basketball. Not very well coached. So I have the magic at 30. Number 29, barely better. I have the Pistons. Um, Cape Cunningham is turning it up a little bit, but still not very good. Boy, I have the Rockets. Um Kevin Porter Jr. trying to intimidate Steph Curry and getting absolutely cooked is a pretty good metaphor for their season. <laughs> um, number 27, I have the Thunder. Um, they should be pretty happy that they're 27th with all of those draft picks. Not in last, so <laughs> it's positive, I guess. 26, I have the Pelicans. I have them out of the playoffs, and I still have them way too high in the preseason. This has just been a nightmare season for the Pelicans. Number 25, I have the Kings. Um, yeah, not much to say about them. They exist. <laughs> they they exist. are a team. They have pretty good players, and they cannot get wins. Number 24, I have the Pacers, just ravaged by injury. You hate to see it. Um, Rick Carlisle is probably not long for this world in terms <laughs> of being a head coach. <laughs> Um, 23, I have the Spurs. The only thing that's preventing them from being like 28th is DeJounte Murray. Thanks. Probably the most underrated player in the league at this point, but they're just not a very good team outside of DeJounte Murray. 22, I have the Blazers, and it just kills me to do it, but they suck. Chauncey Phillips <laughs> is not it. Damian yeah. Lillard hasn't been right all year, mm-hmm. whether he's been on the court or not. So they're, they're not very good right now. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. 21, I have the Wizards, and all season, their record has been better than they have been, I feel like. That seems like a difficult thing to say, but they can't seem to beat any team that's any good. They've handled some business against some worse teams, but in terms of actually 
taking care of business down the stretch, I have zero confidence in them. But good on them for playing hard and for, you know, outplaying their talent so far. 20 out of the Knicks, a little bit surprising. Um, they're not great. Their uh, backcourt is an absolute mess right now. Julius Randle is just not the same dude he was last year. Nope. Number 19, I have the Timberwolves improving, playing playing better. Um, I like this, TC. Also, I like this, TC. Kind of like the Hawks. They dug themselves a hole early. They're trying to climb back out of it, playing a lot better as of late, but still, still not quite there. Number 18, I have the Clippers. Um, no Paul George and no Kawhi. They're managing. I think it speaks to Ty Lue as a coach. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you're missing two all-stars, yeah, it's that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Uh, they will. Paul George could be out for the season. So, I mean, they could be without both of those guys, and this season's just a wash. But they're hanging in there. They're playing hard. <laughs> Credit to Ty Lue. Number 17, I have a surprise in the Raptors. Raptors have not been bad. Uh, Fred Van Vliet has been really good. Pascal Siakam is not an all-star, but has regained some of his form. Has been playing pretty well. The Raptors are decent. Number 16, I have the Lakers. Huge letdown for the Lakers first half of the season. Going to be difficult for them to climb out of this hole that they've dug themselves. The most difficult schedule second half of the year. Anthony Davis was in long enough to get a cup of, you know, to get some Gatorade and he's back out with injuries. So with him, they could make a run (laughs) without him. They're doomed. Um, That's life with Anthony Davis. Every single play you're holding your breath. Anytime he leaves his feet, you are afraid. Um, Number 15, I have the Hawks for all the aforementioned reasons. 14 in the top half of the league. I have the Celtics. I am very cautiously optimistic. They are playing better. Lately, they've beaten the Heat. I don't care who was and who wasn't playing. (laughs) Once again, I don't care who was and wasn't playing. They did beat those teams. They have handled business against worse teams. They took a bad loss to the Hawks the other night. But other than that, they've been playing a lot better. So I am... Wanting to see them against a good team to see how they measure up. But they are playing better and they definitely have the talent to make a run. But right now I, I have them at 14. Number 13, I have the Hornets. Um, very talented, young and upcoming. But in terms of a team, I don't have a lot of trust in them still. But they are really fun to watch. They do have really good players. And when Gordon Hayward plays, they are really good. They have a lot of ways to beat you. So keep your eye on the Hornets. I could easily see the Hornets being this season's Hawks. If they get to the playoffs and they're healthy, they could absolutely make a run. It is flashy. It's fun. But they also do play really good basketball. They play hard. They defend. They rebound. So that gets lost in the flash sometimes. Speaking of decimated by injury, I have the Nuggets at 12. Um, The only thing that's preventing them from being 30th is Nikola Jokic. Absolutely putting the squad on his back, but that squad isn't very good right now without MPJ. And um, I always forget his name, Jamal Murray. <laughs> been so long. He's been out for a minute, man. Fair. Still hoping to see him at some point this season. 
11, I had the best story in the NBA, the Cavs continue to play well. I keep waiting for them to see if they drop off. They don't. Evan Mobley looking on Bavada, the odds-on favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Absolutely should be. Jared Allen and Darius Garland should be all-stars. Love that team. At 10, I have the Hoopers of the Week, the Mavericks. Up and down, but when Luka is in there, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I have the Sixers. Um, honestly, not sure what to make of the Sixers as a team. Joel Embiid has been really up and down this year. He's been really up and he's been really down. Um, but they're playing really good basketball right now. Number eight, I have the Nets. Another team that's been up and down, a lot of injuries. Kyrie only plays on the road. We'll see what happens with them. Number seven, I have the Jazz. Definitely not the regular season juggernaut they were last year, but still really good. Number six, I have the Bulls. Number five, I have the Bucks. I expected the Bucks to be higher. Uh, not having Brooke Lopez has definitely hurt them, but and I, I think I hold out faith that they will continue to curl and climb. Number four, I have easily the biggest surprise in the NBA this year, and that's the Grizzlies. Right now, this second, the Grizzlies are the team that you probably want to see on your schedule the least. They are just yep. blowing teams out. They run, they play defense, they really play together. They are an absolute nightmare to play. So you can, you can beat them, but it won't be fun. They will guard you. They will harass you for the entire game from the tip until the final whistle. So I, if I was an NBA player, I would not want to play them. I do not want to see them on the schedule right now. Number three, I have the Heat. When they're fully healthy, they might be the best team in the league. When they have been fully healthy so few games this season, and for both stretches, they've been dominant. Jimmy Butler hurt for quite a bit of the season. Bam Adebayo hurt for quite a bit of the season. And they're still in first in the East. Heater for real. And number two, unsurprisingly, I have the Warriors. They need to get this whole clay situation figured out, but still the second best team in the league. And obviously I have the Suns number one. I see no reason why they can't make it back to the finals. They need to get past the Warriors. The Warriors have beaten them a couple times this year, but... I, they're they're improving. They're playing better and better as the season goes on. You got to have the Suns at number one. I'm not mad at it. <clears throat> it's completely different from mine, but I'm not mad at it. Where'd you different. put the Bucks? I have the Bucks at five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Mm-hmm. I think the Celtics are a little high at the top half, but fourteen. You think they're too high? At least for right now. Like, give them another week. They're playing better. Come on. Come if they, if it was another week, if it was another week and they did that, it's okay. At least after All-Star break, maybe. But I I, I, like, I like the list. I like the rankings. Mm-hmm. I can't be mad at it. Wow. I'm mad. Is this what affirmation feels like? This is so mm-hmm. warm and fuzzy. <laughs> it's 2022. This would be nice to each other. Wow. Maybe we've turned a corner as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And Dion, go ahead with your list. Let me turn the corner. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The the bottom of the power rankings got to be like pretty close for everybody. Uh, The Magic suck. And like TC said, it's not their fault. Uh, They're 30th for me. They have some pretty good players. They got some young talent, but maybe it's too young. Maybe they're not good enough. I don't know. Then I have OKC at 29. 
They have been terrible lately. It's insane how bad they've been. They're two and eight in the last 10 games. Uh, sitting 14th in the West. The only player that can save himself is Shea. The only one that's consistent enough to play, in my opinion. Um, then at 28, I have the Pistons. They just can't win. They got some good, a couple good players like Cade is playing pretty good. Bovada has them second on uh, the rookie of the year race. So they got, they got a couple good players, him and Jeremy Grant. Then at 27, I have the Houston Rockets. They would be lower, but they're all interchangeable down here, in my opinion. Uh, especially, I don't know how they still have KPJ in their roster after what he pulled the, the last month. But anyways, uh, we'll keep going. 26, I have the Sacramento Kings. Not much to say about them. They they used to be in the playing games, but they just decided to start losing games, probably trying to tank. Bro, they really only get up for the Lakers. Like, they really they do. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Down. Like, they, they lost the last seven games in a row. Before yeah. then, they were literally in the playing game. So, I, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Shake and I have the Pelicans. Their season has been insane for injuries. Everybody is, like, out every other week. Like, a play, a different player every other week. Brandon Ingram was just out for, like, a week. Uh, and he just came back and got ejected tonight. That's great for our fantasy. But we'll keep going. Um, <laughs> then I have at 24, I have the Pacers. They win in game without games without their stars. So that's, I mean, enough to put them in the top 25. Then I have the Spurs at 23. DeJounte Murray is a beast. He's like averaging the double-double with assists. In the last eight games, I think he had double digits assists or something like that, or six out of the last eight. Um, at 22, it's a team that TC said their record did not reflect their actual abilities, and that is the Washington Wizards. They have been so bad last month, this past month. Like we're talking, like losing to the the Magic bad and stuff like that. Like I don't know how they went from being in top three for the first 25 games to being 12th. Uh, side note: What the hell happened to Bradley Beal? He got hurt. That's what I'm saying. But when he's been like, on the floor, he, he's been. Oh yeah, bad. he's been. He's been bad. He why can't. Is he so like, bad? Like, he's, he's, bad. he's scoring like 23 points a game. Like bad. That's how bad he's been. Like, and we're talking about like a player that scored 32 or 31 a game last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like bad. Westbrook left your team, so there should be more shots available, and you're exactly. having six points less. Exactly. It's tough. And we'll have I don't to know. talk about that next week. Yeah, so. we have to talk about that because this is kind of concerning. Also, we got to talk about the trade deadline that's coming up, but we'll talk about that next week. Next week. Um, <clears throat> so they're they're that six game losing streak. Their six game losing streak bring them to twenty two. Then I have the Portland Blaze Trailblazers without Dame. Even with Dame, they were t- they were bad, but I think they do not break the top twenty for me as of right now, especially with their record being so bad. Uh, then I have. At 20, I have the Clippers. They were in the playoffs like last like two nights ago, and now they're back to like eight. I don't know how they win games without PG and Kawhi. Uh, Luke Kennard has been amazing this, this past couple of weeks. He just out of nowhere just decided to turn it all the way up. Yeah, he's uh, scorching hot right now. Yeah, it's like it's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 19, I have the New York Knicks. 
they are not even in the playing right now and they just keep losing to easy teams. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. I, I, it must be some chemistry thing or just Tom Thibodeau being Tom Thibodeau. Um, at 18, I have LeBron James. Uh, he's been amazing. Uh, Los Angeles LeBron he's, James. He's, play, he's playing one against five every game. Uh, so hey, I will, hey, Malik Monk has been really good. Malik, oh, Ma- don't get me started. I love Malik the Monk. The pride of hey, Ben. LeBron James school, and Malik Monk, and then that's it. The rest of the team doesn't count. I hate everybody on that team, and we're going to keep going. Uh, at 17, I have the Timberwolves. Um, you know, they got a better record than the Lakers, so that's the only reason why I put them above. Uh, 16, I had them a higher when I started doing this power ranking, but as I started thinking to myself, these guys kind of suck. They lost five games in a row multiple times this year, and I couldn't put them higher than this just because of their last win streak. So the Atlanta Hawks, I have them at 16. Um, at 15, I have the Celtics. They've been, they've been, they've been kind of hot as of late and Jason Tatum has been going insane. So I feel like they got to make it to the 15th spot. Uh, 14, I have Toronto. Been on up. What? Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, F wait, 14, I have the Raptors. Their roster is very not underrated, but. I wouldn't expect them to win this many games this year without a true superstar because they don't really have a true superstar. Like Van Vliet and Siakam are the closest thing to it. Um, they got some elite role players and they're just going to work. Their pace is insane. Yeah. Um, 13, I have the Utah Jazz. They, they just like falling down a cliff this mm. past month. They're, Damn, they're two, you have the jazz that they're low. Two, they're two and eight in their they last ten so games. Trash. Losing streak of five. They like a top fourteen that loses five games in a row deserves to be out of the top ten. I'm sorry. Damn, I shouldn't I, be surprised. This is the ons list after all. Hey, hey, I'm just saying the Jazz are not that great right now. We're talking about their form right now. So how can you put them any higher than that? I don't know. Two and eight because their record was really good before that. Yeah, but, but they suck now. They went a yeah. whole month being trash. I mean, we're talking about Mitchell's a team hurt, that lost but... Donovan Mitchell and just like went off a cliff. That's fair. Like, yeah, I'm not Jokic... arguing with you that they've been bad lately. Okay, no fair. question. Okay. Uh, at twelve, I have the Hornets. I wanted to put them a little higher, but I feel like the teams above them have a slight edge. But the Hornets have been insane. They have. Six players, I believe, that are scoring 15 points a game, and that is unheard of. And Bovada has Kelly Oubre as second, coming second in the sixth man of the year race, and I'm not mad at that. I am not mad at that at all. Um, I am. I hate Kelly Oubre. Why? I love Kelly Oubre. What do you mean you hate Kelly Oubre? What has he done to deserve your hate? I don't know. I just don't like him. Fair. He's playing well though. I give him mm-hmm. give him credit. Like, but six players with 15 points a game is unheard of to me. I, I think it's because he's that guy that has to celebrate every shot, no matter how mediocre or wide open. <laughs> I think that's what bothers me about him. Fair. Like he does like the ice in his veins after he hits a wide open three in the middle of the second <laughs> quarter. Like, uh, okay, <laughs> right, sure. Go for it, man. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> It bothers me. It does. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. 
Uh, at 11, I have the Brooklyn Nets. They have KD out. They haven't been as great lately. Uh, and the teams above them have been on fire, like all of them. So, you know, downtrend for them, uptrend for the other. That's why I have them just outside the top 10. At 10, I have the Mavericks. Uh, like I said, with my Hooper of the Week, they had the best defense in January. Uh, they have the fifth best defense overall. Again, I don't know how, but they got apparently they got some defense. Uh, their offense needs to be better because they've been extremely inefficient. Uh, but it's getting them wins. They're sitting seven games above 500, uh, fifth, I believe, sixth in the um, in the West. So top ten. Uh, number nine I had Denver Nuggets. They're twenty eight and twenty one with just one player playing, and I don't understand where they getting all this other production from. Uh, Joke is just playing at an MVP level. Uh, it's another fantastic season to back up last year, just showing everybody that it wasn't a fluke. Uh, number eight could be a deceiving number. I don't know how long they're gonna stay up here in the top five of the West, uh, but they deserve to be in my top 10 for power rankings. They're seven games above 500 with this roster, and it's pretty impressive. Uh, number eight, I have the Cavs. They have the third best defense in the league, and we all know why. They got some length in there and some, like, hustle. Uh, Ricky Rubio's injury was almost a non-factor, in, in my opinion, because, like, for their production and consistency, they've been pretty damn decent even without him because he was bringing in, like, 20 points a game. And he was insane. And they still, still producing at a high clip, fourth in the East. Uh, definitely one of the biggest surprises, in my opinion. Yeah. Can we talk about how Darius Garland morphed from a two to a one overnight? Exactly. Exactly. We're talking about a dude that literally was a shoot for like a shooter. And he just like giving out 10 assists a game now. It's mind boggling. Yeah, he went from a below average shooting guard to like a top 10 point guard like mm-hmm. overnight. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. That, on today's Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Fair. Uh, at number seven, I have the Sixers. Uh, they got another – they got an MVP in here. Uh, Embiid is playing at an MVP level. He's averaging more points and minutes that I didn't even know. That's insane to me. Um, they won – they went eight and two in the last uh, ten games, won five straight. And they're just half a game behind the top of the East. So they definitely turned it up as of late. And I don't know uh, if they're going to keep it up because their last seven games were against teams that were like below 500. So we're going to see how they play against better teams. At six, have the Bucks. Um, what, what can we say? When they're all together, when the whole team is together, they're a whole different beast. They have been battling hella injuries uh, this season. And like just like random people like being out a game here and a game there, like Giannis, I don't know where just missed the game this past couple of uh, games, but they're one game behind the top, one through six. They're all two games away, so anybody could be at the top in the matter of a week. Um, then I have the Bulls at five. Um, they're top of the East right now. We're thirty-one and eighteen, uh, six best offense. And this is without Alonzo and uh, Caruso. They're both out with injuries. They keep winning. They have two All-Stars. They got to be in my top five. They've been kicking everybody's ass this year. 
but you can see that the only reason why I don't have them higher, even though they have the best record in the East, is that the lack of a true four is actually kind of messing them up. Some games, uh, their size is kind of messing them up. Yeah, they, they really don't have a rim protector on the yeah, roster. Exactly, exactly. Um, at four, I have the Miami Heat. Uh, like you said, the, the injuries is what's holding them back. They've been an amazing force this year, but they got some they got some room for for improvement. They can't close out games. They just can't. I don't know why. Uh, they're zero in twelve in shots that tie and or win the game. So once they can, if they can fix that, they will be a little bit higher than this. But for right now, how many, how many total losses do they have? Like thirteen. Total losses? They have 20 oh, no, losses. No, it's probably like 20, yeah. They got 20 losses. I mean, that um, means 12 of those losses were within, you know, one, yeah. two, or three points. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, then I have the Memphis Grizzlies at three. We all know this is the absolute biggest surprise of the year. They are blowing the brakes out of, like, the competition. Uh, no shot anybody before the season would have expected this. No, There's absolutely no way. But they have – the eighth best offense and the eighth best defense. Triple J, we all know how great of a player he's been this year on both ends of the floor, especially on defense. Uh, he's like in the run, like Bovada has him in the top five for uh, defensive player of the year. And I think he deserves that. He had four more blocks in eight of the last 12 games. So their defense is amazing. Um, second, I have the Warriors. Uh, Clay's return kind of... It's kind of been underwhelming, I feel like. Uh, they have the best defense. But what's more impressive to me is that they, they have the best defense without Draymond Green on the floor, and that's amazing to me. Uh, but their record is 37-13. They have one of the, the second-best record in the league, so they got to be the sec- second-best uh, power in the league right now. Uh, what, I don't, what I don't know how, how they're going to handle all this talent because Kuminga is going to be a – Pretty solid player. So, who's gonna get come off the the rotation for him? Because I don't know how long, so how much facts. longer you can keep him on the bench. That's so, preach. That's so facts, dude. <laughs> I was just thinking that. You know, like Kuminga is like you can't keep him. Like you can't, you can't keep him chained. This dude needs to be on the floor for them. Yeah, uh, I, I knew he was talented. I'm surprised how game ready he is. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. ready to come in for a contender and contribute right away. Oh, yeah. It's very surprising for sure. Um, and number one. We all know Suns are 40 and nine. No, there's only two teams that have less than twice as many losses that the Suns have. They are, are on a 10 game win streak right now. Uh, I don't know how, to be honest, because they trail for most of their games. And then in the fourth quarter, they just turn it up out of nowhere. Every time, every, every, time. every single game. Yeah, there's uh, no panic. But that. Monty Williams, coach of the year candidate, he, you know, they've been doing that work down there. So Phoenix is my number one power in the league right now. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I think the Grizzlies is the third best team is a hot take. But, I mean, right this second, I'm not mad hey, at it. How, how, how is that a hot take? They're third in the West. They have the third best record in the league. I, I, like I said, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I, I think mm-hmm. it is a little, a little bit of a hot take, but I'm not mad at it. Also, my top two is the same as – the other the other episode that we did on power ranking so nothing really changed up there brooklyn took a huge huge fall from yeah from, from yeah. where i had them. i 
Yeah, in terms of a team, I don't know what to make of Brooklyn. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. They're a mess right now. Mm-hmm. BJ? Yeah, uh, my list isn't crazy different, but I'll get right into it. Uh, consensus number 30, the ranked team in the league. I think it has to be the Orlando Magic. Um, I, I, they, yeah, I anticipate 30 and 1 are all going to be the same. There's two yeah. things I know. The Suns is the best team <laughs> in, the, in the league. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you could pick. Yeah, I think the Magic have like probably the youngest starting five outside of OKC. Like they start two rookies, a uh, second year player, I think a third year player and a fourth year player. So they have a really, really young roster. Mm-hmm. And you can tell growing pains. Um, 29, the Pistons. I don't know what to say other than like Cade Cunningham is trying, but it, it don't really matter. Jeremy Grant is on his way out of there, I feel like, before the trade deadline. So we'll probably see mm-hmm. some movement next week. Um, coming in at 28, I do think the Rockets have sort of something to look forward to, but I'm not really sure how much of it they're going to rely on if they're going to be active. But at least for right now, the Rockets aren't the worst uh, team in the NBA. <laughs> 27th, I'm going to roll with OKC right here. I feel like Shea doesn't play, not because he's hurt, but because OKC literally wants him to sit out so they can get more draft capital or get a better spot. Otherwise, him and Josh Giddy do look like a really nice backcourt uh, when they get more pieces around them. I, I really like Josh Giddy, and we roasted him, but he got game. He got he game. He really do. He really do. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Uh, 26, I think the Kings are just kind of there. I think Sacramento just has a, a basketball team. I don't even call them the Kings at this point. I just say the team that plays in Sacramento. <laughs> they got to earn their kingship back. Uh, right now, there's some knights, I would say. Yeah, it's like the Washington <laughs> football team. They yeah. Get delegated to the Sacramento basketball team until they start. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to earn. You got to earn the right to be a king. Yeah, um, you got some nerd rolling out with that mascot <laughs> still. Yeah. Um, 25, we got the Pelicans. Um, I, they've had a, a nightmare of a season. Zion was supposed to be there, but then it turns out he's not there. A couple setbacks here and there. Um, and Brandon Ingram has been out the lineup, so it's really just kind of a who's who with them. But, I mean, I give it them. They, they do put effort in, but they're just not a very good basketball team. So I got them at 25. Um, 24, I got the Pacers. Um, very disappointing, kind of, because I thought the Pacers were at least going to be a little bit better coming this season. But it seems like they're primed for a hard reset and just to kind of clear the farm. They got mm-hmm. nice pieces, but none of those pieces fit together. And I feel like Rick Carlisle is not the man for a rebuilding job. Um, yeah. 23, I got the Spurs. Um, they don't win a ton of games, but I really like their young pieces. I think DeJounte Murray is that dude. Uh, Lonnie Walker is really nice off the bench. Kelvin Johnson. Say what you will, he was on Team USA, got some experience, plays two ways. Um, I don't know if Pop is going to want to do a rebuild, but he at least got some interesting pieces to work with. Um, 22, hate to say it because I really like Chauncey, but the Blazers are just poo-poo. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not a good team. Dame is in no rush to seem to get back on the court for them. CJ just came back maybe a week ago, and – they just have the same roster, I feel like, every year, and they're still in the same position that they were basically last year. Um, 21, I got the Knicks right here. They took several steps back, I feel like. Julius Randle 
we were hyping him up all season, and then he just has fell flat on his face. I don't know if it's beefing with the crowd or just not really taking that next step, um, but he has not been good this season at all, I feel like. Um, number 20, like we're saying, the Wizards, their record kind of fooled us. I do not know why we thought they were good other than their record. They did. Montrez was a nice piece. I thought Dinwiddie was a nice point guard, but without Bradley Bill being Bradley Bill, the Wizards just aren't going anywhere, I feel like. Yeah, and they're trying to shop Dinwiddie now, I heard, before the really? deadline. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he's going to go. Um, Number 19, I got the Clippers, and this is mainly because of Ty Lue. I feel like whatever he does, he'll – He'll get whatever he can. He'll squeeze all the juice out of that. Um, you know, that's what the Clippers are. They don't have two of the best perimeter defenders and scorers in the game, and they're still kind of hanging around in games. Uh, number 18, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. Not really a limb. This is the most disappointing team in the NBA. I got the Lakers in the bottom half of the league. Um, they just have not been very good, and there's no excuses for it. You put this roster to win, and you're three games under 500. And you got LeBron missing games with knee soreness. Like, I don't, I think LeBron is just kind of tired at this point, too, of just yeah. scoring 30 for no reason. And he's got to have back soreness, too, trying to carry yeah. this oh. team. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, scoring like 29 points a game. Like, if you're don't wasting, even like, one of his best years of his career at 37. Like, come on now. Yeah. There's right. got to be some severe back soreness there, too. Exactly. And we act like THT is. MJ and he's he just can't be traded. I, I don't know what that's about, but yeah. Anyway, Lakers at 18. Number 17. I'm gonna roll with the Boston Celtics here at number 17. I feel like any given night they can beat anyone, but on some nights they could lose to just about some of the worst teams in the league. And it's just not anything like talent-wise, they're just wildly inconsistent. I feel like and sometimes they play down to their competition, but at any rate, they have been playing better, so this could definitely change. And I feel like it could if Jason Tatum is going to play like this. Um, 16, a team I am quickly hopping on the bandwagon for. I got the Minnesota T- Timberwolves. Excellent. I like their trajectory. Um, Anthony Edwards, aside from being the best interview in the league, is one of the f- best young players to watch. Um, can do it it's all. Something I found on the web. According to wikipedia.org, Sorry, my Alexa started talking to me. <laughs> Alexa taking <laughs> over. Damn, she's still going. Hey, keep going, say, keep going. You say nothing to her. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, yeah, like I was saying, I think the Timberwolves, especially to Carl Anthony Towns, is kind of at that point in his career, we have to judge him on winning. So I think the T-Wolves have to take that next step. 15, I'm taking the Atlanta Hawks here. I want to believe in them, and I want to think they'll get it together, but it's hard when you don't really play defense. But if you got Trey Young giving you 29, basically, or 27 and nine assists, I think you have some shot at least to be kind of relevant. 14, I got the Raptors. They've really surprised me in the East. Fred Van Vliet. Whether or not he makes an all-star team deserves to be an all-star in this league, I feel like. And Scotty Barnes, who I did not – was not a big fan of, has been really good as a uh, wing in this league as a rookie. So they're going in the right direction too. 13, I got to roll with the Charlotte Hornets. 
who I also am becoming a big bandwagon fan for. I love Lamelo's game, and I also love the young talent that they have. They have a lot. They hit a lot of good um, strikes with their draft picks over the years. Like they have a lot of young accumulated talent going in the right direction. Uh, Twelve. I got the Utah Jazz. They have not been great at all this since mm-hmm. the new year started. They've been pretty terrible. Um, it's the worst kept secret in the league that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell don't like each other. And it kind of bleeds out into the court with their chemistry issues. And with Joe Ingles going down for the season, that really kind of hurts them, I feel like. Um, 11, I'm rolling with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've been probably, aside from Memphis, one of the biggest stories of this season. Darius Garland, morphing to a point guard. Evan Mobley, Chris Bosh, Tim Duncan, whatever you want to call it. It's a a nice hybrid, four slash five. Um, with number 10, I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I feel like whenever you got that collection of talent, when they, when they can play together, I feel like it's just hard to beat. If Katie is healthy and Kyrie is outside of New York, basically, that team is pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, also, I don't know how he, he got to play against the Golden State Warriors. I have so no confused. idea. I, I was shocked to see him on the court that night, I, to be honest. Why did Andrew Wiggins need to get the vaccine? Then, like, I don't, I don't get it. It's just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, know. maybe he had to pass some kind of extensive test or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's how. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, number nine, literally, because like we're all saying, without this man, they would be irrelevant. But I got the Nuggets, and Nikola Jokic has been damn near better than he was last year when he won the MVP. Yep. But He's literally carrying them each and every night. Um, number eight, I'm rolling with the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay, V. Yeah. Okay, V. Yeah. I like it. I like it. You got, got sure to be higher than me. Yeah, I've, I've been watching their games closely, and Luka Doncic is just a difference maker. Um, I think this is year four for him, but mm-hmm. the way he is reading defenses and making plays and getting guys involved, even without Kristaps Porzingis there, they're just unreal. And their defense, I don't know how, they have just turned to the 1990, you know, New York Knicks, where they're just getting stopped yeah, after stop after stop. Beyond me. I have no idea. Right. And uh, number seven, I got the Philadelphia 76ers. They actually beat the Grizzlies without Embiid last night, which I was highly shocked about. But Embiid is a mixed, um, a matchup nightmare for anybody in the league right now. And they just seem to really be rolling with or without Ben Simmons. Like, it doesn't matter if he's on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, six, I'm so I was gonna put them lower, but I still got faith in them. Uh, Chicago Bulls, they've got bitten by the injury bug really bad the last couple of weeks, but DeMar and, and uh Zach are still in the lineup, so I have some kind of faith in them. But they do, like you guys said, need some kind of ramp protection, a defensive big. Uh, number five, I got a team that's just coasting because they've been there before, done that. I got the Milwaukee Bucks in my top five. Start at number five. Um, if they can get Book Lopez back, which I'm hearing that could happen at the end of the season, I think oh, really? they'll be really, really dangerous. I would be surprised if he played before the playoffs. Yeah. But, you know, I got them at number five. Number four, I got the Miami Heat. Uh, they're physical. They're smart. They can shoot the three. And, you know, they seem like they just battle tested. And they have experience from the finals two years ago. So I think the Heat are poised to make a deep run, at least mm-hmm. at number four here. Number three, I also won the hot take bandwagon with Dion. 
I think the Grizzlies are at number three right here. I, I do not know why. We've been asking this question all year. Yep. Why are they winning? And then we answered it ourselves. It was Ja Morant. Um, and they have been steadily climbing and ascending the whole season. Like, I was waiting for them to have a six-game, seven-game losing. But, no, they've been steadily climbing the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I'm a raw with Golden State here. Uh, I'm concerned about the Draymond Green injury just because, like, he's been dealing with it since Clay came back, and it does not seem like his progress has gotten any better. At all. But uh, Kuminga has thrown a ruffle into things by getting, I guess, come off the bench and ball him like that. Because now what do you do? Does he take Jordan Poole's minutes? Does he, you know, but he has been a great, great asset mm-hmm. off the bench for them. And then number one, I got to roll with the Phoenix Suns, who are in the middle of, a, I think, a 10-game winning streak. Yep. Uh, another double-digit winning streak. And like Dion said, like, just down the stretch, it does not seem like you could tell if they're down 10, down 15. Like, they know they're going to end up probably on the other side of that victory. So, I uh, got to have the Suns at one. Because they're rolling mm-hmm. right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have to do uh, post-trade deadline uh, power rankings as well. But yeah. yeah. Post All Star um, game, so we can give them a little time. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely not mad at it. I feel like I one of the biggest differences between our list is I have a lot less faith in the Sixers than you guys do. They are really good as of now, but with Ben Simmons still on the roster, and it's hard for me to take them seriously. Plus, I know their formula right now is not sustainable. And their formula right now is just to ride Joel Embiid for the entire game. And it's hard for me to think that if they keep doing that, that Joel is going to hold up the entire season. That's fair. But, like, we, I thought these power rankings were of where the teams are right now, not where they're going to finish. That's fair. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's a short-term – it's a very short-term strategy mm-hmm. for the Sixers. Fair. I mean, jo- Joel is a monster when he's motivated, but yeah, we've seen in the past, you ride him too hard, you play him too many minutes, he's going to break down. Yeah, It's not an if, it's a when. I'm not even rooting for it necessarily. I like, I don't like Joel Embiid, but I like him on the floor. So, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. But. Yeah, it's, we're going to have to see how they play these next seven games because like the past seven were against teams that were below 500. The next seven are against teams that are above 500, so... We'll see how they handle that situation. All right. Without further ado, let's get into our five games of the week. Let's do it. So I went three and two last week, which prompted my research on Bavada.com because I need to (laughs) start getting these four and ones and five and O's, which probably is picking (laughs) not picking the Celtics. I would find the Celtics have been winning, and of course they just dropped the ball against the Hawks just to fuck me. Thanks. All right, but we got our five games of the week. I am 26 and 19. BJ? Uh, I went 4 and 1 last week, so I'm now 30 and 15. I think I went 5 and 0, and I'm 31 and 14. Because it, 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 was, it was Lakers, Suns, Hawks, Grizzlies, and Warriors, right? Yeah. Lakers, Lakers Suns, Hawks, Grizzlies, and Warriors. Yeah. Let's go. So I'm 31 and 14. Fair enough. You know it. I hate picking the Celtics. Right. <laughs> hey, whenever That's, TC picks them, just go. Bro, with they can they can even be hot, and whenever I pick them, they're gonna lose. <laughs> don't, I don't understand. All right, game number one: Nets at the Suns. Dion, who do you like? Um, Bovada had them at negative uh, seven, so 
I, I t- I'm taking the Suns. Negative seven. You mean minus you know, seven? Minus seven, whatever. <laughs> Negative seven. Shut up, TC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the Suns because Bovada has them winning by seven points, seven or more points. Yeah, is not a big sports gambler. If you could I actually tell. am. I actually had a bet tonight. It wasn't on Soccer purpose, doesn't count. But I, no, it was Giannis. No. But soccer. Either, either, anyway, I got the Suns. Surprised you're even allowed to bet on soccer in this country. Wow, you really <laughs> soccer? That's crazy. Not even really. I <laughs> I don't. I, I appreciate soccer. I don't like to watch it. To me, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of it. So, like, it seems very boring to me. Like, not a whole lot of action in most games, but I don't hate it. Yeah, you it's okay. It. We don't have to get into it. All right. Um, I like the Suns. BJ? I like the Suns in this matchup, too. Game number two, then. Thursday night. Suns at the Hawks. BJ, what do you like? Suns. Just going to go right on. Go right <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to go out on the limb and ride the Suns. Uh, Dion? Um, I'm going on a limb and not pick the Suns on this one. I feel like the Hawks can break the win streak. They're really? hot. And I'm taking the Hawks this week. Bold. You know, I like it. Nets at the Jazz. Uh, Dion, let's get you out of the way. <laughs> you guys know. And they're on a losing streak, so fuck the Jazz. I'm taking the Nets. <laughs> you know it. Um, they have Kyrie in this game, so I also like the Nets. Same here. Taking the Nets. All right, game number four, Sixers at the Mavericks. Do we know if Joel is back for this game Friday night? I don't know. I don't know, but I think he was just resting, right? Yeah. I feel like he was, yeah. Yeah. So let's assume he is. Uh, Regardless, I'm taking the Mavericks. Mavericks are hot. Like I said, I still don't have a lot of faith in the Sixers until they are able to move Ben Simmons and get Joel to get some rest. Yeah. I'm taking the Mavs, too, at home. They got a great defense, apparently, that I didn't know. Uh, so I'm taking the Mavs. EJ, you agree? I'm going to take the Sixers. Ooh. Take Ooh. The Sixers. Ooh. Saucy. I like it. All right, game number five. Heat at the Hornets Saturday night. Um, Jan, who do you like? Um, I like the Hornets in this one. They're at home. They've been pretty, pretty good at home. So, And also, we don't know if Jimmy Butler's going to play because he just missed the game. So I'm taking the Hornets. Fair. I'm also taking the Hornets because I feel like in the we're in the circle the the part in the the heat cycle where the the heat are in this cycle of they they become disrespected they play really well once they get to the top they start to be overrated and lose games for no reason so I feel like we're at that part in the heat cycle and once they're disrespected and overlooked again they'll go on another winning streak so give me the Hornets I'm gonna take the heat at the Hornets for this one. Okay. I want to I want to say the stars will play, but we'll see. I'm just going to there's, there's going to be some separation this week. We'll see it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a big week. This is a big week. We got a lot of different teams. Yeah. This is a big week for sure. All right, let's go out of bounds real quick before we wrap up. And I mean, it's not fully out of bounds, but I mean a little bit. My question is I'm curious if you abandoned your current team, so for me, the Celtics, the Bucks for VJ, and the um, Mavericks. Mavericks for Dion, 
Also, LeBron's team. LeBron retires, so you can't root for LeBron anymore. What team are you hopping on the bandwagon for and becoming a fan of? Dion? This is such a hard g- question, bro. Like, I know. If you had to give up <laughs> both LeBron and the Mavericks, who's, who's your new team? I've been thinking about this all day since you sent the picture. Um, there's two teams. Actually, three. Actually, no. Never mind. I'm, I made up my mind. I'm going with my new home, Phoenix Suns. That's going to be my team. And Wagoner. I'm moving there. What you mean? <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. You are moving there. See, that's it, the was thing either, is it was like... either them, the Bucks, or the Hornets because I love LaMelo. Yeah. See, that's the thing is I want to pick the Bucks, but I can't pick a good team because if it's a good team, then I'm just a bandwagoner. And every longtime fan will just lecture me. Oh, I remember when they were terrible and I still came. Uh, Back in my day. Back in my day. So I can't root for the Bucks. I do like the Bucks, though, being here in Milwaukee. It's hard. Oh, I love the Bucks them. are a very likable team. The Deer District is nuts. But I feel like I've always liked the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves. Going back to the KG days, KG is my all-time favorite player. They have the sick, like, vintage unis. They have some young talent, and they have been terrible. So it's just a perfect mixture for me to jump on the bandwagon if I had to <laughs> abandon the Celtics. Yeah, my, my two were already taken. I would be a Timberwolves fan and then a Hornets fan because I love Anthony Edwards. And yeah, I'm a big yeah. Carl Anthony Towns fan. And I just love the way the Hornets are, trajectory, are trending too. So yeah, those are- Miles Bridges was one of my favorite college players. Lamelo, I just yeah. Love him. And the Hornets announcer just gets me hype. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's right. so hype at all times. It's crazy. Bro. Miles Bridges. <laughs> Sweet golly G. It's so funny, dude. If you're one of those people on Instagram telling him to calm down, you need to oh, look, you need to look inside. You need to you look within yourself. Game. Yeah, and wonder why there's no joy in your soul. <laughs> be going it's crazy. the Hornets, man. <laughs> Let them be excited. <laughs> exactly. They haven't been Let good be in like ever. Man, people be hating on the Hornets announcer, and I don't know why. I think he's hype. I love it. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. Hit us up on social media. The Dot Dagger Podcast. Let us know if you abandoned your team. Whose bandwagon are you hopping on? Are you with Dion and you're just going straight for the best team? It's not the best. It's not because he's the best team, damn it. Uh-huh. Sure. That has nothing to do with it. Side note, I feel like every team in the NBA needs to go back to like their nineties and two thousands jerseys. Every that time I just mentioned, yeah, I have like sick vintage jerseys, like the Timberwolves, the old school Grizzlies jerseys need to come back. The teal ones, mm-hmm. the Hornets with like the purple and the, with the pinstripes needs to come back. Mm-hmm. The Raptors the, with the Raptor. Yeah. The Phoenix suns, the black with the sun on it yeah. need to come back. That was cold. I'll, I'll, I'll die on this hill. Jerseys oh. used to be way better than they are now. <laughs> like, who was looking at those, like, sweet Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys and just be like, it was like, you know what we need? Sky blue with a very plain bear on it. That's yeah. better. Come on now. Let me bring back those jerseys. Anyway, hit us up on social media. What team are you liking midway through the season? Let us know what your thoughts about Kobe are. All the things. We love to hear from you guys. And if you're listening to this, 
made it all the way through just know that we appreciate you we really do that's not just lip service so Mm -hmm. thanks for tuning in we will catch you guys next time and if you guys have any questions to submit to the pod just email them to the the dagger ns at gmail.com we will answer them on the next episodes just let us know yeah, big big things coming down the pipe, by the oh, way. You know it. Fan mail. You know it. Fan mail. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we love hearing from you guys. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to be talking about the trade deadline. We have a fun segment coming up next weekend that these guys don't know about. I'm excited for that. Ooh. In a couple of weeks. TC, he's co- cooking up secret things in the You in know the me. Kitchen. In you the me. kitchen. I love mm-hmm. it. In a couple of weeks, you guys have to submit questions because in two weeks, we have ladies night. Ooh, yes. the second year in a row our significant others coming on the pod you know it and they do not hold back if there's anything they, they like to embarrass us so if there's anything you're dying to know hit us up that's good that's always fun we did that last year that was a good time so big things coming we appreciate you guys we'll catch you guys next time peace peace yeah they're killing me with the Celtics and 17 they've been playing better damn it no, I had him at 15, so I was only one spot behind you, so I don't know tell you. Yeah. Playing better. That knife seed in the East looking real tasty. That's, so bad. That's so bad, dude. <laughs> the crazy thing is that they have, like, a positive record, but I don't know how to understand. Yeah. In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com.